Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Friday before the holiday weekend. The RDL Show, the Ryan D. Leaf Show, episode 50. We've been doing this for 50 shows. Are you kidding me? I think we should retire. That's 50 great shows that are in the box. Now, do we just take this to a, a network and say, hey, look what we can do. We can do this for you to make us some money. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Just spent the last three hours on the radio, uh, you know, guest hosting for Rich Eisen. A lot of the same topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, you can subscribe to us here at the Ryan D. Lee Show on YouTube. Listen to us via the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We left the show early on Wednesday for a very important purpose, golf outing with my two younger brothers. Hadn't seen them since before the pandemic, all of us together. Uh, my middle brother is about four years younger. My baby brother is nine years younger, both incredible athletes. One played basketball at San Diego State. The other one played quarterback at the University of Oregon. Uh, they have been very successful in their post-collegiate careers. Uh, my brother's a uh, hat manufacturer, and my other brother's an actor and a director and a producer uh, here in Hollywood as well as in New York. So not, I mean, they're, they're pretty good golfers. In particular, my, my baby brother, who we've now played four times in the last four years, and we are now tied 2-2 because of the gigantic ass whooping he took on Monday. Uh, I shot a well-respected three over 75 while he rounded in with a uh, 16 over uh, 88. Now, I will give him credit. It's the first time he had seen my home course, so I had much of an advantage. I think I gave him... I can't remember how many strokes I gave him. I I could have given him six aside, and I still I still win that one. Um, um, but he'll be back in less than a month. He'll be back. My mother's seventieth birthday party, where the whole family gets together. Her only request for her seventieth birthday was to have a professional photo taken with her five men. She was the oldest daughter of five girls. No men in that family. She went and had all boys. And of course, have lived for 50 years in a marriage with my father. So, and now a grandson has been introduced to the family. So she wants a picture with my dad, my two brothers, and now my son MacGyver uh, for her 75th birthday. And we're going to acquiesce. We're going to do that at the end of this month. Uh, some scheduling notes for those out there who are uh, avid fans who are always watching. We'll be off on Monday. Uh, observing the 4th of July weekend. You guys have and enjoy a three-day weekend. Uh, and so we'll be on, on the air on Wednesday and Friday. And then the week after that, we're going to be completely off. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. So I don't know how many of you out there have ever done this, but I have never taken a vacation by myself. Now, that may sound like, yeah, Ryan, who takes a vacation by themselves? Um, well, I think a lot of people do. I just, I've always gone with other people or with family. And uh, my kid's mom is going to take him to visit one of her best friends on the East Coast for that week. So I thought, well, my son's not going to be in town. And it is about uh, two weeks out before football season goes into full effect. And I got to start really locking in with not only the college, but the NFL side of things. I said, I'm going to go on vacation. So I started looking around. Now, I, I got adventurous, right? I looked at Bali. Uh, and I think I would have done Bali if it weren't for how expensive the flight was. The flight was $12,000, people. It was $12,000. Now, if you remember correctly, I'm bougie in some sorts of areas when I pay for things. So I wasn't looking for the, you know middle seat in aisle 25, right? I was looking for the, you know, the suites with the beds that you could sleep the entire flight because it's a 17-hour flight. $12,000 was the flight. So, eh, nix that. I wasn't going to spend any money. Then I looked at um, Abu Dhabi, and I had never been. Uh, I was very interested in it, um, and the flights were more reasonable, uh, about half of that. And I thought, okay, I could probably swing that, make myself in my mind budget towards that and swing that. 
two days to get there, two days to get back. Didn't really get to probably enjoy everything. And I think if I go to one of those, one of those types of destination places, I think I'd want to go with somebody to explore and have a, have a, have a partner in crime essentially through that process. So I looked at Mexico. I have never really been to Mexico. I went to Cabo uh, one time when I was just retired. Uh, and I think I went to Mazatlan one time when I was playing in the NFL. So, and I lived in San Diego for, you know, five years and never crossed the border. How's that possible? Never went to Tijuana or anything. So I found a resort right on the water, um, in Puerto Vallarta and therefore, uh, I booked a ticket two nights ago. So not only did I book a ticket, but I got it for free because of my miles. And then they had a Marriott. Uh, that was the resort there. And I have just an abundance of points with the Marriott Bonvoy part of it. So I got the hotel for free. So right now we're looking at $0 for this trip for eight nights trip to Puerto Vallarta. First class seat, LAX to Puerto Vallarta, nonstop. Love that. Um, and I'm going to do it by myself. I'm just, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to shut my phone off. Now for the last 18 months, I have been um, inundated with direct messages on Twitter as well as um, uh, as Instagram for people who have reached out for help or have just been looking for some sort of support. And I've, I've tried to get back to everybody as fast as I could, but I've been extremely overwhelmed because I can tell you right now, there's probably anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 messages there. So I figured if... I take at least one hour or two hours every day, maybe when I'm sitting down under an umbrella at the beach, drinking a athletic brew, let's say, um, I can knock out those messages and I won't feel uh, like I'm letting somebody down, that somebody's out there struggling who needs, just needs somebody to talk to is actually there. Because I promised people when they reached out to me that I would respond. Uh, and then when people did, it just, it was a landslide. It was overwhelming, like 1,500 to 2,000 messages. And you just can't get to them all in a timely manner when you're trying to be the best dad uh, and, and person you can be at home too. So I'm going to try to do that. Then I'm putting my phone away, right? I'm going to read the book. I'm going to swim in the ocean. Uh, I'm going to eat Mexican food. Uh, uh, I'm just going to enjoy myself and do it and be okay with being alone too. Like I've always felt like I, I, I needed somebody there. Now, don't get me wrong. I've traveled a ton for business in which you have to do it alone all the time. So I've stayed in hotels alone, but this will be the first time that I'm actually going on vacation by myself. So I'm going to be gone, you know, I think around July 10th through the 18th. Um, and we'll see how well I stick to it. Um, we'll see how well I stick to the um, putting the phone away um, you know, not necessarily checking in on, on sport, on the sporting world, because I know I'm going to be inundated with it, uh, over the next, you know, 10 months of my life in particular, the football season. So yeah, just a little, little sneak peek into my life there a little bit, uh, a little adventure I'm going on doing something, um, unique for me for the first time. Again, you can follow us on the RDL show on Twitter or Instagram at the RDL show. Again, you can subscribe to this show, the RDL Show, Ryan D. Leaf Show on YouTube. And if you want to, if you miss us live, you can listen via podcast on the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm also going to be in Canton at the end of the month and beginning of next month for the enshrinement of a couple of colleagues of mine and peers of mine, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson. They were a part of my Heisman Trophy class. I competed against them not only in college, but again in the NFL uh, incredible honor for me to be in Canton for the first time in my life to witness those guys being enshrined and going into the Hall of Fame, as well as doing some work with the Behavioral Health Center of the Hall of Fame as well. Help us help our former players with uh, uh, and current players with former players who have gone through something similar as one of their ambassadors. Looking forward to that. So that's what my month looks like right now. Um, let's welcome in my my cohort here, Sky Guasco. Um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the whole week off, bud? Are you going to, you going to, you going to fly down to Puerto Vallarta and join me? But that would kind of be Man. going on a vacation by myself. Wouldn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. That, that would, that would kind of, uh, that would, that would ruin the open there. Um, as much as I appreciate, appreciate the invite, uh, some other time, I was just thinking while you were talking about that, 
I've done a lot of traveling as well. I was a musician in my previous life for a decade traveling the country and but I was always with the band, which was super fun and awesome. And every once in a while on tour, we would have a day where we'd have like two or three days off and travels, no shows, whatever. And we would purposely find a larger area where all of us could just go our separate ways for an hour or two and just just an hour or two somewhere, a hike, a walk, a sit in a park, anything. And just that minute of, of quiet clarity, your own time, putting away your phone uh, just did wonders for for my heart rate and my mental health in general. So I'm, I'm really uh, happy for you and proud of you that you're doing that because it really is just nice to reset yourself, especially the calm before the storm, man. Right. I mean, football's come, football never stops really in this country, but especially for people like yourself, it's just getting going almost right. And, and once you come back, it's going to hit the ground running. So I'm excited for you to do that. And I had a question. Um, okay. you've, you've been around quite a bit. You traveled in and out of the country quite a bit. Uh, if price wasn't an issue, you didn't have to worry and contemplate $12,000 plane tickets. Where is one place in the world anywhere? Money is not a factor. Where's one place in the world you haven't been that you would like to visit and why? Um, where I haven't been, I, I, I feel like Abu Dhabi is the place now that's, I feel like that's the, I haven't been there. Um, I think it's always going to be costly to go there. It seems to be one of the richest cities in the world, especially yeah. when what, with what they have they have indoor golf courses, uh, indoor water parks, and just the tallest building in the world. I think it's a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's showcased on the Mission Impossible movie as Tom Cruise hung outside it for uh, for an entire scene. Um, Bali was a, a destination place. I went there about two years ago. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, Southeast Asia. I think I would like to go. Uh, to Vietnam and Laos simply Mm. because I think it's a beautiful place but I also would kind of like to trace the footsteps of my father who who walked in those same places but in for entirely different reasons Uh, he was did two tours in Vietnam um, when he was my you know when he was in his early 20s and and late teens so so because it was funny we were it was my brother baby brother's 21st birthday and we were celebrating in Vegas and we were all kind of just telling our 21st birthday stories. My 21st birthday was, I was in Pullman, uh, summer school had started, pretty much everybody was gone. I just, I walked up the hill to the local bar on campus and went in and bought a beer because I was 21 now. So that's, that's what I, that's what I did. That was my 21st birthday. It wasn't, you know, wasn't a big hoopla. Um, I can't remember what my middle brother, Jeffrey said he did, but my baby brother, we, after he just played, uh, Oklahoma and Adrian Peterson in the Holiday Bowl and played really well. We drove to Vegas for his 21st birthday. Had a bunch of uh, of his uh, buddies from college. Dad came along. Everybody. And we were telling those stories at his 21st birthday. And everybody was kind of telling their 21st birthday story. And then Dad kind of leans in and he wrecks the whole show. He just drops the mic. He just goes, "Well, I think I, if I recall correctly, I was in a, a foxhole in Saigon for my 21st birthday." Oh man! And that that all. That'll, that'll put some things in perspective pretty yep. quick mm-hmm. for everybody out there. Uh, my dad is a, uh, a gem. Uh, that's for sure. We'll have to get him on the show uh, someday. He's the reason why the RDL show exists. So well, it's amazing. You're getting the whole family together, man. Happy birthday to Ma and, and the brothers and, and McGee as well. So it's going to be a party. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a party. We're going to destroy the brothers at golf again. Though my middle brother, who is the least, uh, the least competitive, uh, uh, competent golfer hold it out from 75 yards for a birdie Ooh. Ooh. we didn't see it go in we all came on top of the green it was up on a hill and we were looking around and i'm like i don't know where your ball is jeff he finally went over and looked in the hole sure enough there it was so oh man nice we had a we had a good day we had a good day guess what today is guy uh today is july 1st it's, it's a lot of things but i'm not 100 percent sure today is july 3rd or july 2nd july 2nd Sorry. correct yes tomorrow is July 3rd. Mm-hmm. That is the day that I started this nutritional change over mm-hmm. a year ago with Sunfair. Sunfair came into my life on July 3rd last year. I was 298 pounds. It brought personalized, delivered, healthy meals to my doorstep. The bottom picture there is me on uh, July 3rd from a year ago. Those two pictures you're seeing above it have been random me through the year. I should do a, a year photo in the morning to make a comparison. It's changed my life. It really has. Go to the sign-up page on sunfair.com, okay? If you're in the Los Angeles or Phoenix area, 
go there now, right now, sunfair.com. Once you get there, enter the information on the information page. You need to do select Carl Farrell as your sales representative and then select the Ryan D. Leaf show about where you heard about it and you'll get 10% off your first delivery. It changed, um, it changed a lot of things for me. It changed my wardrobe. It changed how I felt. It changed my joints, uh, changed my confidence. It also changed my mental acuity. It really has. Putting the right food in your body, uh, really limiting sugar and gluten, um, those types of things has been monumentally helpful. I really feel like I've grown more hair too, guys. It's crazy. Um, I mean, it feels lush and like, Oh, I mean, who at 45 wouldn't like a, a full head of hair like this? I'm a lucky, lucky man. Thank you, Sunfair. Thank you, Carl Farrell. Keep it up. Let's do it for another year. Here is our pretty much title sponsor of the RDL show. Um, I was I, I was I was thrown off a little bit, Ryan, when you asked me the date. I was thinking quickly, like early July, what is it? And I was I, I happened to catch a rerun of the Rich Eisen show this morning. While you were doing radio, I was watching it on Peacock, and it was a rerun. And how, uh, how if you were watching a rerun, did you not realize it was not talking about topics? Well, I didn't things. I didn't re- I didn't realize it was a rerun until I had I had talked to you and you were like, I'm hosting. And I'm, anyway, I didn't see you. What I'm bringing up is Rich did a flashback to July 5th a couple of years ago. You may remember you were in studio with him as a guest and you were talking about the Hunter S. Thompson uh, letter, which I just find amazing. I've heard the story a few times. We can hear about that now or some other time, but I would love to uh, have you break that down another time. I thought that was incredible. Well, it's, it's an incredible story, right? So I was at a Dodger game. Uh, <laughs> I'm at a Dodger game, and this guy taps me on the shoulder, and he asked me if I'm Ryan Leaf. And I said, there's always a, a hesitation. Who's asking? Right? <laughs> well, actually, there's always a hesitation, like, I don't know. What are you trying to dig at here? Um, I said yes, and he goes, hey, have you ever seen uh, – you've seen the, the Hunter S. Thompson letter to, to Jim Ursay about you. And I said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And he said, well, I'm friends. I'm, 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 I have a friendship with Jim Irsay, and I worked, at a, I worked at AT&T for years. And it came through on a fax years ago. And I, if you want, I can send it to you. And I said, all right, yeah, whatever. Here's, here's my email address, you know, whatever. Well, sure enough, the guy emailed me this letter. And... It's typed from a typewriter, which is what Hunter S. Thompson used to do. Uh, a letter to Jim Ursay um, <laughs> stating that if Jim needed some extra money to draft the Leaf kid because he didn't think the Manny kid had any staying power, and I think he called him a China doll in the letter, um, he'd be more than happy to help Jim with that money because he was really thinking that this new Johnny Depp movie was going to make him a lot of money and he would be rolling in it and he would be able to give Jim an extra, you know, $30 million if he needed it to sign a leaf kit. And I just couldn't believe it. Now it was CC to Johnny Depp and Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh was a former, what was it? John Walsh, John John Walsh, Walsh. former, uh, one of the former heads at ESPN who knew Rich really well. So I passed this along to Rich Eisen. It never made it for public consumption anywhere. Probably would be a great opportunity on Rich's platform to, you know, break some news from 20 years old. You know, uh, who who un- who comes up with that kind of archive? Is this another thing that would be considered an NFT too? Sure. Right. Yeah. How much money do you think I could get for me holding up a picture of this letter? A lot. As an NF- NFT. A lot. A lot. Man, I, mean, I got I-, I got a lot of shit that's going like the <laughs> like the the Colts jersey. Like my Colts jersey that they gave me the day of the draft that they had ready to give me if they were drafting me. It sits in the uh, man cave of the Dan Patrick show. Next time I'm there, do I just get a picture with it and then sell it as an NFT? Is that how it works? I would. I would get that note, that note from Hunter S. Thompson and the Colts jersey and bring that to the Hall of Fame speech with Peyton and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, get it done. and then you take a picture of that and then you sell exactly. that as an NFT, right? Perfect. That's how it works? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need to educate me on this. We'll need to get a guest on here to talk, <laughs> talk to me all about NFTs. Oh, anyway, so back to the Hunter S. Thompson letter. So we go on Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen takes the letter, contacts his old buddy John Walsh at ESPN. Uh, John takes a really good look at it and, and, and comes back to him and says it looks like the real deal. John's wife chimes in. And she goes, why would you guys not think it was real? This is, this is exactly Hunter S. Thompson. This is exactly Jim Ursay. 
And that's exactly what we did. Uh, and we broke it on the on the Rich Eisen show. We talked about it. Uh, it was amazing. Um, the pop culture reference that I was a part of 20, you know, 22 years ago, 23 years ago. Um, incredibly interesting. And then sure enough, when I hosted uh, a couple months ago, I had Jim Mercer come on as a guest. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about this process and his relationship with Hunter and what that was like. And then one of the bigger questions I asked him, like, how close was I to being the number one overall pick and being a Colt? And he said, Ryan, I have a very good friend in the NFL circles who I trust, who I've gone to it for advice for years and years and years. He called me the night before the draft. He told me flat out, you need to draft this leaf kid. You have to. And for whatever reason, he went against uh, a longtime friend's advice, followed with Bill Polian and and sure enough, Peyton was drafted first overall and had a Hall of Fame career there. So he looks very good. But Jim and I, from personal experience, have very we have a lot of similarities. And I think we saw each other in each other, I think, and felt like that would probably be a pretty good fit. So there, there's your Hunter S. Thompson story Incredible. that uh, Rich re-showed um, uh, going back a couple years. Um, damn, half the show's about over. Um, NBA playoffs, right? That's the big story. The Suns advance. I thought the Clippers were going to find a way. You thought the Suns would get it done. Chris Paul showed up. 41 points. He gets to the NBA Finals for the first time. The first time the Phoenix Suns have done that since 1993. They're looking for their first NBA title ever. They looked dominant in Los Angeles against that Clippers team on Wednesday night. Yeah, Devin Booker has 22 as well. Paul George played all right, but just 21. Again, no Kawhi Leonard per usual. Uh, Ryan, I just I asked you, you know, before the show came on, um, if if either of the Eastern teams can beat the Suns in the series, and I just don't think so. Trey Young's not 100. percent Giannis isn't 100. percent Both these teams are going back and forth. You're probably right. It probably if, if the uh, the the Hawks can show up one more time, it'll go to a game seven. Uh, so the Suns get essentially a week off uh, to you know get, get healthy and, and get yeah. get well, and that's huge. Obviously, at any uh, postseason. So um, huge advantages all over the board for for the Suns. They're playing their best basketball right now, whereas the two Eastern teams, I think, are kind of putzing along, just getting it done. And they just look like two completely different scenarios with the Suns and the Hawks and the Bucks. And, uh, man, the Suns could, could make this a quick one in, in the finals, I think. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, a, not, not so fast there, my friend. Without Giannis last night, the Milwaukee Bucks and Coach Bud, they figured out something else. They went big. Brooke Lopez had a career-high 33 points on 14 of 18 shooting. He mm-hmm. spent the majority of his career in, in Milwaukee because of Giannis turning it into a stretch five, very similar to what Kevin Love became and what Chris Bosh became in, uh, in offenses with LeBron James, and he took a lot more three-pointers. He was around the bucket last night. This team found a way to get it done inside against a very a, a much smaller Atlanta Hawks team. This may have been the best thing that could have happened to them. If they are without Giannis for another game and maybe a possible one or two in the finals, Coach Bud may have found another way to go attack. And if he gets Giannis back, that may become a series if they have to play the Phoenix Suns. I think that's the only way it gets there. I think if the Hawks get to the, the championship somehow, I don't think they have the firepower to do it enough uh, to get past the Phoenix Suns. I also think that that the Phoenix Suns are in a, a season of destiny of some sorts. Yeah, with, me too. with Chris Paul, Mo Williams, uh, their their reconnection, um, what he's been able to do. Uh, I'd love to see them win it. Uh, I would look very smart because I think I, I picked Chris <laughs> Paul and this team a long time ago on this show, probably around show 25. Yeah. Since we're on 50 right now. Uh, yep. Really impressive. Uh, now, and we said this the other day. Really impressed with the coaches of these four teams, Tyron Lue, uh, Mo Williams, uh, Nate McMillan, um, and, and Bud Holzer. You know, just they've done a tremendous job of coaching, and I think they have established themselves as four of the best coaches in this league because of what they've been able to get through this year with everybody having to deal with injuries. They have overcome through the whole process. Absolutely. And you're you're right. I, I, like, the, I like the take on what the Bucks might be able to do without Giannis. Uh, I also wonder – and no, no shade on, on Lopez by any means, but uh, he showed up in a big way. 
last night. And if he's not able to do that without Giannis, I think they're going to be in trouble. So I like the call. And if they can do that and get Giannis back, well, if his back's to the bucket and he's two feet away from it, it's going to be hard to stop a guy. I mean, true. I mean, it was, I mean, we saw him do this before. We saw when they would go up against the Houston Rockets and Houston was so small. Uh, they just backed uh, Brooke Lopez back down and yeah. fed him every single time and let him lay him into the bucket, and they just destroyed sure. the Rockets. So sure. um, the difference is, is DeAndre Ayton have enough you know, right. size to make a difference? I think he does. Mm-hmm. I think he's just – that's that's what NBA big men used to look like. Uh, they're just, and he's been, uh, he's been playing lights out too. Yeah, he's been really, yeah. really uh, been mentored by Chris Paul mm-hmm. and inspired. Uh, motivated by Chris Paul as uh, as a leader on that team, so it'll, it'll be we'll fun see. either way. Yeah, yeah, it will be fun. It will be fun. Whatever team wins the NBA title, whatever team you root for, root for it with uh, cracking open an Athletic Brew. Everybody, Athletic Brew is a non-alcoholic brew, uh, non-alcoholic beer, brew without compromise. You can shop now athleticbrew.com. and when you order and mention the RDL show, you will receive ten percent off your first delivery of two six packs try it now all the great taste the less filling without any of the consequences i'll be tipping a few back down in mexico here in a couple weeks uh enjoying the the sun and the sand um all right moving on uh question of the day everybody question of the day as it was announced earlier today the dallas cowboys will be the recipient of the hbo hard knocks um, if you were a fan, um, and I understand biases are there, but if you were a fan, who would you like to see, um, HBO pick for hard knocks this year? It's going to be the Cowboys. Who would have you have picked if you had a choice? That will be the question of the day. We'll see your answers in the comments and we'll get to that at the end of the show. All right. I spent a long time on this today. Uh, in particular, because I was so frustrated and outraged by the result. The Washington football team was finally, after a months-long investigation into their human resources and business practices, while, um, while um, Daniel Snyder has been the owner all the way back to 2004, the NFL fined the Washington football team $10 million, the highest it's ever been fined a team after the conclusion of a workplace misconduct investigation. No written report was done. I don't understand this. This was said to be done because it was trying to protect the anonymity of some of the victims that chose to talk. While there were others, 150 women in particular that were interviewed, that wanted it to be written, wanted it to be transparent so that somebody could be held accountable. Now. For me, this feels like a slap on the wrist. Daniel Snyder is going to step away. They announced that Tanya Snyder, his wife, was going to become co-CEO and president of the organization. He's going to step away from the day-to-day a little bit and still be a huge part of the new naming rights as well as a new stadium. I think that's a good thing. People have to remember, as always, Roger Goodell works for the owners. That's who he works for. He just renegotiated a contract extension with them for about $45 million a year, as well as a private jet the rest of his life. If he does well for the owners, the owners clearly do well for him. He doesn't necessarily have to care about the current players, the former players, the employees. If billionaire owners, which there are 32 of them, uh, want to run amok and do what they want, there really isn't an authority other than the criminal justice system. But as we found out recently with the Robert Kraft scenario, who was getting a little bit of a rub and tug down in Florida and got busted in the sting operation, that also can go away when it comes to the criminal part of it if you were a billionaire. So the only right choice here uh, to hold somebody accountable in this process is to make them sell the team. And at no point did we feel like that was going to happen. I think some of the victims were looking for accountability, yes, as well as maybe a Donald Sterling event where he was forced to sell the team. That's the only thing that's really going to affect these guys. $10 million is like losing loose change in his private jet. Exactly. That's what the equivalency of it is. I understand it's the largest ever, 
But what you're doing, Roger Goodell, is continuing to protect. We watched it happen in Portland. They did an independent investigation. They wouldn't disclose it as it was uh, proprietary, they said, around the Chauncey Billups hiring, uh, around his uh, sexual assault charges back in 1997. It seems to me that the continuation of fear and judgment clouds the views of the powerful, continues to do so. They don't understand that transparency is a powerful tool. People, people feel clarity. People feel um, there's a healing that takes place when it happens. The NFL, who has tried to show everybody that we are more transparent, they went and hired Lisa Friel right after the Ray Rice situation to be more transparent in terms of its investigations. I have never heard of an investigation, Sky, where there was not written report done at the end of it. What's the point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You sat in a room with Roger Goodell. I've said this many times on the show, and I continue to, to say it. The NFL doesn't care. They're there to make billions of dollars with a game that's extremely violent. That's what they do. They're a money printing machine for 32 billionaire owners. So they're going to continue to protect that and do that. Um, and we shouldn't get it twisted. We, we can't expect the NFL and Roger Goodell to do the next right thing. No. He's going to do the next right thing for those owners. That's what he's going to do it for. You know, would you bite the hand that fed you when they give you $45 million a year in a private plane? I don't think I don't think I could. I would feel like my my values and my integrity and character are different now. But I, I swear to God, if uh, I don't know, Spotify came up to you and I and Sky today and said, "Hey Ryan, we'll take your podcast, the RDL show, and we'll give you and Sky forty five million dollars in a private plane for the rest of your life," uh, but you cannot ever go against the NFL or you can't go against power. You can't speak truth to power at any point during your podcast. I, um, I'd like to think that, uh, I would say no, but I, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think I would take $45 million a year and a, a private plane. I, I think I would, I would, I would sell out to be honest with you. So I get it, Roger Goodell. You're a giant sellout, but you're a rich high flying sellout. And you just did it again with the Washington football team. All right. Uh, so so first of all, on that comment alone, Ryan, do you think that your mindset would change? And I, I, I want to agree with you as well with, with the integral values that I hold myself to. I want to also believe that I would say, no, uh, it's important to speak truth. However, um, currently, and maybe the RDL show will change this in the near future. Currently, I cannot fathom $45 million personally. So, and we were just talking about vacations. It'd be a little easier to get to Bali if I had my own jet. I'll just throw that out there. So be tough to turn it down. Would that change, Ryan, though, if you were already a billionaire? Because it's all perspective, right? $45 million if you don't need $45 million. And it's collective. It's yeah. for 32 teams. So they're exactly. Like, they're like, hey, we can we can toss up $1.5 million to this guy from every team. What's the big deal? You know? Right. Right. Um, no, but for 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 Goodell, it is. Like Goodell's like. Dude, this is my life set for. I'm set for life. Yeah. Um, because of these thirty-two, these thirty-two men. Um, so I'm not going to fuck that up. I'm going to make sure that everything runs as smooth. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend like I, I, I have a stern tisk here. Here's ten million dollars. Um, that I'm finding you, and uh, but I'm not suspending you, and I'm not asking you to take a leave. But if you'd like to take a leave uh, from the day to day and put a placeholder in the form of your wife in there for the next four months. Eh, yeah. By all means do that. Is this, is this another, and he has a statement and I, I just, I apologize to the listeners here. I did my best to uh, crop this, but it's in, illegible. Unfortunately, it's just too small in that text. Uh, but there's a tweet by the Washington football team. You can Google it. I'm sure, but it's the full statement um, from uh, Dan Snyder and, and whatever. It's another one of these situations, Ryan, where I, I read that, and I, what I want to hear is, wow, my bad. I screwed up. I did all these things. I was caught uh, red-handed. Oops. I'm taking uh, a responsibility for this. I'm stepping down at that sort of cost. I'm, 
you know, supporting the the victims and people who have been, you know, um, wronged. Cast, wronged and yeah. cast aside due to my misjudgment and misconducts. And I read that, you know, five paragraph, whatever it was, a thousand word reply. And what I read was, um, I didn't know this was happening. Uh, I didn't know the full extent of these things. Uh, don't worry, though. Moving forward, it'll be much better than it was. Kind of just another one of these, like, pushing it aside and like, oh, my bad. Uh, it'll be better moving forward, though. Let's, you know, let's not really dwell on this. Let's focus on the future. We got a lot of great things coming up versus owning it. You know, and it just I'm getting so tired of this shit. It happens constantly. I feel like we talk about one of these scenarios on some level every single week on this show. Well, it's also just people people's inability to take any sort of accountability for anything Absolutely. they've done, especially people in power. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I can I can understand that. I, I remember when I was called out during my time with the San Diego Chargers and my because of my behavior and how I treated people. And I just felt I was I was more important than everybody else. I was a, you know, I was a millionaire. I was a famous football player and I had all this power and this prestige that made me better than you. NFL owners who are billionaires believe they are better than everybody else. They wouldn't treat people with such disdain if they didn't. Um, Money can do a ton. What money really does is it doesn't make you more important. It doesn't make you less important. doesn't, what it does is it, 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 it really showcases and magnifies character defects. There are a lot of people out there that are rich people who are good people, mm-hmm. but, and, and I'm sure, and, and I hate to stereotype every NFL owner out there, right? I, I, I really enjoyed playing for Jerry Jones. thought he was one of the best owners to play for. Um, but he's not a great football guy, right? I mean, he's a businessman. You know, he, he's a businessman. He's a great yeah. businessman. Yeah. Uh, same with the Spanoses. They continue to play, place, uh, you know, their kids in positions of power within the front office. And, you know, you know, Tom Telesco is the guy that hires the general manager and he's, he's, you know, he's pulling the strings the right way, but at the highest levels, you know, uh, I guess when you're running a business, they're good at business, right? They're, they're good businessmen. That's what they belong at. That's what Daniel Snyder is good at. He's a good businessman, right? He doesn't need to be in, and this may be the best thing getting back to the football side of this. This may be the best thing for the Washington football team. Ron Rivera is really going to take over more of the reins. Uh, the general manager, uh, Tanya, is going to be on a lot of the uh, uh, letterheads uh, and and from a woman's perspective. But this this team now is becoming more and more Ron Rivera's and he's going to put his stamp on it, which means if you are a Washington football team fan, you better be excited for what's about to come. Yeah. Because Dan Snyder is, is really going to be owner in name only. Uh, and, and that's where it should be, I think. I think this is long overdue too. I mean, as far as Dan Snyder and just what he's represented for a long time with the team name and his neglect to, to even have those conversations for decades, frankly. Um, and, and Ron Rivera, just what they went through last year with himself battling cancer and Alex Smith and COVID things uh, with Washington football team. And now this year, Ron Rivera, I think is one of the, one of the uh, uh, better options or, or just better people to handle this right yeah. now. And yeah. professionals in the business, he's obviously been around forever back to the 85 Bears. And um, so I think the Washington football team as a team will be fine. Uh, I think he'll be able to mitigate a lot of those quote unquote distractions. But this is just a bad look or a worse look for a bad, <laughs> a bad front office for a long time, in my opinion. And it's just another thing. But thankfully, as kind of ugly as it is, and we always read these things and get frustrated and infuriated, thankfully, it's been brought to the surface. It's been unearthed, and we can at least acknowledge it. And you know, I, hopefully I don't know, man. Right I, 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 I walk away from this defeated. No yeah. written report. No more stories can be written about it. Yeah, there's I, no, agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. You know, a slap on the wrist. Um, the the feelings and and actions of these people not validated for the victims because of the lack of transparency. Uh, him not him not owning up to anything during this process. I I feel like this is an incredible defeat. Uh, uh, for for those people who are, you know, and for a league that was huge over the last two years about being behind the injustice and the social justice, this is the same thing. This is exactly the same thing. This is about marginalized individuals who have been consumed ever since the, uh, um, you know, the, the Supreme Court hearings around sexual harassment when it was first brought to the attention of people. They don't believe the women. Right. What the NFL essentially is saying, even with a comment saying 
what this looked like is we don't we don't believe the women enough to actually take true action with this, uh, and we'll move on with our eyes over our heads, over our, we'll move forward with our hands over our eyes like we always have, and we'll look like shit in the history books, but we'll be we'll be printing that money right now, and that's all that's important. So, speaking of printing money. Bomb Banana has to be printing some money after being the sponsor of my show now for over, I don't know, for about 40 shows. Bomb Banana, everybody. Hot sauce. Try it now. Go to seekthespice.com. That's seekthespice.com. You can try the white labeled bottle, which is a little more mild, or the red fiery labeled bottle, which is the hot, spicy, mooey, mooey. It's banana based rather than banana flavored. Again, seekthespice.com, all one word, and today you can receive 10% off your first order by using the promo code LEAF. That's L-E-A-F, like on a tree, at checkout. Try it now, Bomb Banana. It's the new go-to. You think I should smuggle some into my back, uh, into my suitcase down to Mexico and put it on some of my, uh, uh, or should I try the Mexican hot sauces down there? What do you think? Well, definitely. Tr- I mean, I would. Uh, this is no sh- no shot to bomb banana at all, but definitely try some local, you know, local Mexican hot sauce. Of course, salsas for sure. But yeah. if uh, if you got room, maybe like in a shoe and a sock. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to break the rules, but might be is worse. it breaking the rules? I don't think it's breaking. The I don't rules, know. Dude. You know, so I, I think an unopened sauce is fine. I think honestly, you can put. Now you want to wrap. It I wonder. I wonder with all my past drug problems whether I'm more apt to be searched at the border um, than, than somebody else. I wonder if like you my know? name goes, bing, flags up and like, oh, check this guy. He's uh, He might be smug. I assume coming back to the U.S., not necessarily yeah. going to Mexico. I assume yeah. they would be like, he just he was just in Mexico for a week by himself. Let's, yeah. check, let's check that, let's yeah, check right. that suitcase of his, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, who knows? All right, we talked about this schedule uh, question of the day. The Cowboys get the hard knocks. Uh, call uh, who would you have picked rather than the Dallas Cowboys to be the hard knocks recipient speaking of the Cowboys there were three teams that were fined recently um, the Jags the 49ers and the Cowboys for OTA violations all right Adam Schefter of ESPN reports the 49ers were ordered to cancel the final week of OTAs last month the Cowboys and the Jaguars were were the other teams found in violation and they will lose practices in the 2022 season next off season. The Cowboys will forfeit one OTA practice uh, during the first week of the 22 off season. And the Jaguars will lose two OTA practices. All right. Urban Meyer is the head coach, the new head coach of the Jaguars. So I can understand some learning curves that come with it. Uh, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys already in some hot water with his team. They didn't feel like, uh, they, they gave him, they gave them the best chance to win last year. Uh, Mike Nolan was kind of the scapegoat on that defense from a year ago and sent out. I really thought that Mike McCarthy could easily have gotten fired after the one year in Dallas. These players work under a collective bargain agreement, right? OTAs, uh, and these violations have to ultimately build a mistrust with your team um, around doing that. Urban Meyer incurred a $100,000 penalty, all right? He's learning pretty quick. You can't do what you did in college, right? You can't just do what you want. Um, there's been a union that's collectively bargained what the, and the, and the players have, have blatantly been reduced to signing things that they, they probably shouldn't have signed over the years because they need to get back to work. Mm-hmm. But there are stipulations in place in terms of the offseason and what you can practice and how you can do it. And these three teams um, have blatantly gone against that, crossed that line there. Do you think it's you think it, it, it could it could cause a divide between uh, and, and trust between the coaches and their players by by um, being caught for doing these things? In Dallas, yes, because I think it's already shaky water. Jacksonville with a young team and a young coach, it just feels like a oopsies. And I don't understand how nobody else is like Urban. You can't do this or do that. Or I know I know he's the boss, but there's too many advisors to tell him what to do and what not to do if you're about to make a bad decision. The 49ers are a unique 
situation because early in, you know, when they had the voluntary camps and all these things, they had a couple injuries right off the bat. And Kyle Shanahan came out early and was like, we're just going to shut it down a couple early because we've had to, like, we'll eat it and take the fines and whatever. But like, we were decimated all last year. Their entire defense was hurt. The co- you know quarterback was hurt, wide receivers, all the running backs. Their team was hurt. So now we got some bad juju again. We're going to shut it down early. We'll wear it, whatever, and we'll just wait until the, the mandatories. Um, so they kind of just played their cards off the bat. The Cowboys and the Jags, I think, are are the ones to to be concerned about. And more so, oddly enough, it's the Cowboys that I would actually worry about more than more than the the Jags right now. But you're right, this this learning curve for Urban Meyer, things keep coming up and it's always the easy thing to say, well you can't do what you did in college, but things keep <laughs> happening where <laughs> that's really the thing to say. It's like, well, you can't do what you did in college, you know, and uh so well he's he's obviously not the first college head coach to uh take an NFL job or anything, but it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back and look, you know, I'll, I'll maybe save a bunch of teams for later, but the one team that I think would have been cool for hard knocks probably would have been Jacksonville with everything going on. I do too. Um, let's get to that. Let's get to your answers here. Um, hard knocks. Our, our buddy, Bill Powell talked about Jacksonville as, as one of his favorites. Uh, uh, who would you pick for the hard knocks and why uh, Bill Powell's chose? I would have thought Jacksonville would be fun to see the inside workings of Meyer, Tebow, I Lawrence, totally agree all that with stuff. Bill. So why? Unfortunately, a first-year coach has the ability to veto that. Right. Um, but they also have the ability to say yes to it, too, if they want. Uh, I agree. I, I felt like this would have been more interesting. HBO has really sanitized it from where it first started out, I feel like. And it's yes. not necessarily the same we saw last year. We in, During COVID, of course, it was going to be even more sanitized. Uh, the Cowboys, Jerry knows and understands branding. He's not going to let anything... Uh, untoward get out with hbo they are uh absolutely in control of what goes out over the air with their team with their with their content and their rights uh the dallas cowboys will become the first nfl team to be featured for the third time on hard knocks in this show's 20th anniversary it was announced friday hbo and nfl films that's the nfl films part that owns all the content announced friday that the five episode season will debut on august 10th at 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO. Uh, it will be based out of uh, Santa Barbara is where the Dallas Cowboys go. They'll be going back there once again this year to do their training camp. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. When I was with the Dallas Cowboys, we did training camp, uh, I think, in Wichita Falls, which was extremely hot and uncomfortable. And fuck you, Jerry Jones, for doing it then at that time. All right. Um <laughs> Who else we got here? We got. Let's just look at some of the response today. Rob Berger, our buddy, you know, he he thought it was pretty funny that uh, that I would get caught smuggling hot sauce. Um, how about how about that headline, Ryan? With with your history and everything going on, the the it comes out Ryan Leaf caught smuggling dot 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 banana bomb banana. How about the press for bomb banana on that one though? You could really throw <laughs> them a bone, huh? What do you think? <laughs> oh god! Like their yeah. ratings by smuggling hot sauce. Across the border, it, it, the people be like, "It's that damn good that Ryan Lee had to smuggle it in from worth from, it." And I'd be like, "I actually not. I actually brought it with me from the states, and I just, I just didn't finish all the hot sauce there. And I was bringing it back, but, but they wouldn't let me bring it in, and it became such a huge issue. Bomb banana hot sauce. All of a sudden, they release an IPO next year. I want stock, though, um, Moss brother. I want stock in that. Um, that's that's fair. Yeah. I would say, I would say too. There's a, there's a couple other teams. I think. Um, I think the Titans would be interesting this year, bringing Julio over. But like they're they're that team in the AFC that you know the Bills. I think would be another one. Like they're they're right there, but they're not the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Well, the um, Bills are. We've heard nothing from the Bills. This I know, and I, I like it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. They're they're. I think they're Mitch Trubisky as the Mitch Trubisky going there as the backup quarterback behind Josh Allen, learning from Brian Dable. I, it's just sneaky good move. I a agree. sneaky good move. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's. I'm always. I always want the Steelers. I, I'm a Steelers fan, so I just want the Steelers all the time mm-hmm. to get all the publicity and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I also need to know what the hell they're going to do at the offensive line position because I have no idea. How about the Packers this year with uh, with Aaron Rodgers not showing up? How how crazy would that be? That would be, now, that would be must be TV, right? Must see TV on that deal. Right now, now what you would get is if he's not there, which as of right now he's not. You would get the Jordan Love experience 
right in your face. Now, right now, it's kind of been a secret. It's like he's doing, he has a great day at practice and then he has a terrible day at practice. And like, he's not ready, but he's our guy, blah, blah, blah. If it was on hard knocks, I mean, it's just like you get, you know, it's come as you are. Well, I, I think, mean, I think once camp starts, it's going to like, once camp starts, you're going to have hard knocks essentially every single day for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we had Cynthia Freeland on the Rich Eisen show today, and I asked her about this. I asked her about the variable and how it changes, and especially in her data analysis. And she says she was recently in Duluth, Minnesota. She didn't realize how close to the Wisconsin border it was and how many you know Packers fans were there. And she was really surprised because I asked her the question whether or not when does when does Aaron Rodgers become the villain in the story? Mm. Um, you know, when does he? You know, what does it take them losing the first few games? What does that look like? And she said, I was astonished, Ryan, to see all the Packers fans point to me and go, it's, we, we're done. We're moving on. We're already, we know he's not coming back. We're moving on. We, we loved his time there. Uh, we're ready. We're ready for the Jordan Love era. We believe in the Packers organization and what they've done in the past and how they transitioned from quarterback to quarterback. And away we go. They, they truly believe he's not coming back there. And there wasn't a lot of disdain for Aaron Rodgers. They thanked him for his time and said, well, now we're ready to move on. And I, I, I said, am I more invested in the Aaron Rodgers saga than the, than the actual Packers fans? Wow, that, that makes me feel like I've wasted about two months of my time right now. <laughs> well, not just you, man. I mean, it's, it's everybody's media. It's been insane. Um, that's really interesting to hear because, you know, being in that local fan base, again, you hear, you hear the, you know, when the local people are talking, not the two or three beat reporters, no disrespect to them, but the people in the community pushing it out to the rest of the, the country. It's more like you just get the, and and Green Bay is such a small, tight knit, like kind of wholesome community. Like the team, the city owns the team. You know, it's a very unique yeah. situation in Green Bay. So you get a very personal relationship with these uh, players and uh, with the fan bases and everything else. So that's that's a unique um, perspective. And I'm glad Cynthia brought that in because I would think you're right on the outside looking in. I would I would think it would be the other way. Um, yeah, but that's yeah. that's really interesting to be up there and hear that perspective. All righty, there you go, everybody. There is uh, the show for Friday, July second. Uh, we are going to take Monday off, like I said, uh, for uh, observing uh, the Fourth of July. I want everybody out there to have an amazing Fourth of July weekend. Be safe. Uh, take care of your families. Enjoy be fireworks. Careful with fireworks. Can. Yes, be careful. Oh. Very careful with fireworks. We'd hate to see an abundance of um, abundance of uh, fires all over the place, especially in um, the home states of mine, as well as skies up there in Oregon as well. All right. Um, number 50 in the books, everybody. We thank you for being a part of the first 50. Uh, I cannot believe it's been 50. Um, but here we are. We are. What a wonderful day it's been. Uh, I love getting to do what I get to do. Love having uh, uh, cohorts like Sky to be a part of it. Uh, you guys enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next Wednesday when we talk all things NBA. We'll know a finals matchup will be set then. Have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye from the RDL Show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.